Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome everyone to the podcast. My Hello. name is possibly Marcus Brayburn. Uh, my name's Tabby. And, and we, we are the Detective, Detective Inspectors. Inspectors. Fucking up. That was, that was awesome. That was pretty good. That was almost professional <laughs> yeah. if we didn't have to stop afterwards. <laughs> so congr- congratulate ourselves for, for doing something <laughs> relatively good. <laughs> relatively. Let's not overdo it just yet. Um, okay, so um, before we totally fail at the first hurdle, what do we do on this podcast? This is a podcast where we watch half a detective programme, pause, talk about that half of a detective programme, try and decide what's going to happen in the second half of the detective programme. And then watch the second half of the detective programme. And see how we got on. Yep. And then we award points to either one of us to see who is the best at detecting what happens in the detective programme. Yep. And we rate the detectives, even though we did forget in one episode recently that that has now been rectified. (laughs) So it feels like we're all business today. We are all business, no pleasure. So I'm going to just, before we start, if you are listening to this, thank you very much. And don't forget, you can tweet us at detect underscore inspect. And you can email us at the detective detective inspectors at gmail.com. Yeah. That sounds, that's enough housekeeping, I suppose. That's enough housekeeping. Excellent. As we are in all business mood, let's get on with it. What are we watching today, Tabby? Today, we are watching, this is a, one of my favourites. This is long-running series. Um, the episode we're watching came from 1991. It's the first episode in the fifth series, which is um, pretty much spot on, spot on the centre of its run. Um, it's episode 16 out of 33. Yeah. So it's either this one or the 17th. Yeah. So close enough. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. And it is Inspector Morse. Inspector Morse. Inspector Morse. The episode we're watching is one called Second Time Around, which is kind of fitting because this is the um, second episode of Morse that we've done. Um, it is. Uh, the first one will probably never see the light of day. May do. Might, it may might, do. Might do. It depends how desperate we get. The first one of Morse that we did is in that now much talked about run of episodes that we did before we started really recording these properly so it may come out it may not Bergerac was from that yeah that, that sphere that was so yeah we could salvage Bergerac but uh, Morse maybe okay. but I'm okay. not sure if we had the format down quite as no, we wanted probably, it probably then. not no um, well, we've got it now yep we're and that means fucking that, golden <laughs> A we are fucking golden and B, what it means is, by this time, we should be talking about exactly what Inspector Morse is. Go for it. Inspector Morse is a late middle-aged... Yep. Fair enough. Yep. Detective. Uh, uh, chief... Su- chief, chief detective? D- detective inspector, I suppose. I think Lewis... Oh, Lewis is a detective sergeant. Uh, yeah, I guess he... He's, so he he's, must be the detective inspector. Yep. Uh, he's a detective inspector... He based in Oxford. He is based in Oxford. He loves real ale. He loves opera. He loves his Jaguar Mark II. He does love his Jaguar Mark II. Which is it's awesome. A gorgeous car. It's a beautiful car. My um, dad would like that car. 
he is also a sort of terminally single um, man, a bit of a grumpy curmudgeon. Um, in many episodes, he he gets kind of he gets the the girl or the elder woman, um, I should say. He's not he's no Quincy. He's not going for the um, he's not going for the young <laughs> for the young women. He's 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 the women he sort of goes for are age appropriate. Very but, much age. Even Frost is guilty of that much younger woman. Yeah. Uh, sort of penchant. Yes. Morse, good on him. Yeah. Go for women, age appropriate. He is ultimately always unsuccessful in those pursuits. So far in this episode... He likes his women like he likes his cheddar. Mature. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was sponsored by the <laughs> West Country Cheddar Association. And by the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. That joke was approved by not me. I cannot. <laughs> So that is more sweetie. Here's a here's a down the line detective. He solves crimes. He drinks. We have been promising to do one of these for quite some time. Bergerac yeah. kind of was, but yeah. this I think this is. There's no real gimmick apart from the fact he likes a pint. Yeah. This is basically crime, clues, detective, solving. So we are we're in the. This yeah. is the this is the most. It also ticks a, ticks another box. He has his long-suffering um, dog's body, Lewis, yeah. um, which is another sort of like trait that you'll find in these. Get things. out of the car, Lewis. Get in the car, Lewis. <laughs> you sicken me, Lewis. For Christ's sake, Lewis. <laughs> Use your brain, Lewis. <laughs> good. But he's good, Lewis. I like Lewis. Yeah, Lewis is good. And Lewis is a Geordie. Yep, and uh, we will be tackling, because Lewis gets his own spin-off series, and um, we'll be sure to be covering that at some point soon. We will. Yeah, we will probably cover Lewis, which is a spin-off. There is also yeah. Endeavour, there is which Endeavor, is the invention the, of the younger Morse. The young Inspector Morse Chronicles. Um, and uh, there's a cartoon, Young Morse. <laughs> the real Morse. Real Morse, yeah. <laughs> the Morse Code, in which he... Uh, has his own particular moral compass that people need to live by, which is my favourite of the more spin-offs. It's basically drinking one, drink, drinking copious amounts and um, listening driving age-appropriate age women round in his Jaguar yes. while drunk, <laughs> listening to opera too loud. Yeah, that is the uh, the Morse the Morse code, and then eventually dying alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, dying is everyone's code, isn't it? Not to bring the, not, I don't want to bring things down. <laughs> to know, I suppose. But we're all going to end up that way. Yeah, maybe a topic for another podcast. Yeah, okay. The detective inspectors. Welcome back. Welcome. Second time around. Second time around. Inspector Morse, episode sixteen, series five, episode one, revolves around. The retirement of an assistant commissioner, who I believe works in Oxford, but we don't really... Um, I, I believe he's an Oxford-based thing. Yes. It's, it's happening in Oxford, isn't it? Which is where the show is set. Yeah, we, we have a very um, explicit um, shot of a newspaper, um, I'm presuming a local newspaper, um, with the worst headline ever and possibly some of the worst bit of exposition ever. Um, and the headline is, quote, Ex-policeman to write a book. And yeah. I don't know quite. <laughs> there's no, there's no real angle on that. Um, but that's that's kind of the thing that's right in your face from the from the top. To be fair, in the world of local newspapers, that is quite a scandalous headline. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. You know that that's big news, big news. But this police commissioner is called Charlie Hillier, 
and he's retiring basically uh, after a long and distinguished service he seems to be pretty well liked by everyone uh, straight down the line lawman well there was a there's a brief conversation between um Morrison and Lewis where apparently he was a bit of a dick he was a bit of a sort of like a hard line um he was working in the 70s. Well, of course, you know, by anyone's standards, any policeman was a bit of a dick, but... Um, Not anymore. No, no, they've uh, sorted their act out. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a very kind of, like, um, hard nose. He, he, was, he was pushing for, like, harder sentences and wanted yeah. to sort of, like, you know, he, he wanted to punish people. He wanted people banged up and the key thrown away, yeah. however menial the crime. Indeed. I could not agree more. <laughs> but that is a subject for another podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, without but. wanting to... <laughs> Brayburn's Law. <laughs> Brayburn's Law, that is. Yeah. Look out for that. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, unapproved iTunes podcast near you. Some sort of soapbox near you in the middle of a park. <laughs> I might do that. Yes. That might, yeah, I could sell tickets. It's pretty much what you do already. <laughs> so, so, without, without beating around the bush, this episode gets straight into it. Yep. They're at the party for this commissioner. Morse is chatting to another policeman named Dawson. He becomes, he comes into it a bit later on, but that's, then we pretty much cut to the Police commissioner gets home, he's really drunk, gets put to bed by Dawson and his wife, played by the lovely Anne Bell, yep. who was in an episode of Shoestring that I watched in preparation for the Shoestring episode. Yep, you've done your research. Done my research. Uh, that's all I've got to say about her. <laughs> that's all the research I have. Then and then... He's, he's passed out on the sofa. Yep. Then we have the classic trope of the uh, very dark room. Window smashed, hand through the smashed window, opens the door, there's an intruder. What does the intruder want? The intruder goes to the desk of the policeman, where all his notes are. For the book that he is writing. For the book that he is writing. He's, he's leaving through the notes. The old man wakes up from his drunken stupor on the sofa. Very quickly. Lunges at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, lunges at him quite athletically qu- for a man qu- who's retiring. Quickly and sprightly for someone who's had to be... Placed on a sofa because they're so pissed. Um, yeah, but you know, but, second you know, wind. Uh, and I, I guess kind of... You know, someone's in your house. That's his instinct. He's yeah. years of training. A, he's a copper. Yeah. B, there's someone in your house. If you wake up and someone's in your house, there's two courses of action. Pretend to be asleep. Hide under, hope the, they go hide away, under the covers. Which is what I would do. Yep. Uh, or lunge at them. <laughs> this man lunges at him. Yep. And it's probably the worst thing you could do because there's no proof that the guy wants to... Well, the intruder wants to kill this ex-policeman. Yeah. But he jumps at the man. The intruder, like, just knocks him off, really. He doesn't even strike him, I don't think. He just no. bashes him away. Yeah, he falls over a sofa. And the old man, to cut a long story short, dies. Yep. The intruder escapes with a folder. Yep. And uh, so that's all kind of happens in the first ten minutes. Um, and it's a long show. We'll say that right now. It is a long show. It is a, a long lot. show. And I often complain that too much is squeezed in to these, like, 45-minute, 50-minute programmes, and they end up being confusing. But then you watch something like this, 
Well, I think what you, what you have here is sort of like an interesting sort of idea of like the pacing because you're effectively kind of laying the groundwork for mm-hmm. every for every single character that we sort of encounter. Um, so there is an awful lot of exposition to get through in this sort of like section. I think kind of when we go to the second half of it, that'll kind of even out and it'll be kind of a little bit easier to kind of I think a lot more navigate. will happen. Right. Although a lot... Because, yeah, you've got to set up all the characters and, and put them all in place. I mean, fundamentally, I'm going to go through this by just going through who the main people are that we see. So, first of all, you've got Dawson, who is the other policeman. He's the one that helps with his wife take Charles Hillier home. Yeah, he's a senior London policeman. Senior London policeman, but used to work in Oxford with Hillier. They were kind of partners by the sounds of things. And they, he's kind of being, he's he seems a bit funny about stuff. Yeah. From the outset, doesn't he? There's something not quite right about him. And at one point, Morse has lunch with his wife. Um, they they also make no bones that uh, there's no love between Morse and Dawson. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Morse and Dawson do not get on especially well. It's because they would have made a pretty good detective team. <laughs> Morse and Dawson, Morse yeah. Morse and Dawson, yes. I would have liked that. We could have done that. Yeah. So, so Morse basically has lunch with his wife. Uh, yeah. And he... He sort of, Morse describes him as a deeply unhappy man, which coming from Morse... Is saying something. I made a note that I, I was pretty sure this this lunch happens at 19 minutes and 30 seconds in, and I was pretty sure that Morse was going to um, <laughs> try and pull uh, Dawson's wife. Which, to his credit, he doesn't. doesn't. Well, not that it, we see. Well, he does, buy another, he, he does buy her another drink and they have a nice chat. No, but and, she's and quite upset. I think he's just being nice. Well, he seems to sort of like um, <laughs> navigate the conversation where she feels bad for the state of her unhappy marriage. So <laughs> He does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Some very sly, some sly psychology going there. Sly manipulation. Yeah. Learned yeah. years <laughs> of police work. Morse. Getting her upset and drunk so that he can move in exactly. and like clean up the pieces. Yeah. So that happens. Such typical awesome. <laughs> and then we've got some other characters. We have got... Uh, there is... So the only two people who have been at the house on the day of the murder... There are three people. Well, two that we know about at this stage, early doors. Oh, OK. So, so, so as he's found... You only know about two people who've been at the house. There is a fence mender who is building a fence around the house, played, played by, by Christopher Eccleston. A awesome. Young, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. He is dyslexic, um, they say. Uh, but then, for some reason, they make him seem to be like a bit of a simpleton as well, which is completely outrageous. So, basically, um, Lewis, Lewis goes to speak to uh, Christopher Eccleston and um, says, um, well, I'm, I'm afraid that... Um, um, he's dead. Um, Christopher Eccleston, with his dyslexic logic, uh, I quote, he can't be dead. I saw him last week. I oh, know. It's um, outrageous. <laughs> it is outrageous. It's, uh, why would you write that? It makes no sense. No, and this is a good, this is, you know, Morse is a well-written programme. Like, I've enjoyed so far what I've watched, and I've enjoyed it in the past. I haven't watched as much of it as you. But that is... Like, if you're going to say he's dyslexic, then make him dyslexic. Don't, dyslexic people do not have, yeah, like, he, a slow-witted nature or anything like that. It's pretty, it's pretty out of order, but, you know, that's what happens. Thank you. That's very kind of you. No problem. No problem. I'm a friend of the dyslexics. 
No, but you can't say, you know, it's, it, 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 it doesn't order. make sense. Unless it plays into it somehow. Which it may do later on, but then don't... It, if he's got some, if he's got a condition that plays into the fact that he has that logic, make him have that condition and not a condition that doesn't have that effect on someone at all. Yeah, he was like, and he was drawing pictures of birds that were quite good. Yeah, um, and so yeah, he's a good artist. There we go. But you don't see him again until right at the end when they're just sort of at the end of the first half when they're looking around the house. So at the moment, he's very much been overlooked in this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we're going to see more of him later. Yep. We'll talk about predictions, obviously, in a bit. Then there is a... He's, he's basically having this book written, as mentioned by Tabby earlier. Yep. Um, and he's writing it with a, a, a ghostwriter who is a sort of down-on-his-luck hoarder um, smoking 40 Galois cigarettes a day and he's drinking a, constantly. The classic stereotype of a writer. And did you look up who he's, he's, he's played by someone brilliant? And he's played the acting. Of, this guy is fantastic in this he role. He is really good. He's, he's been, he's been, he is played by Sam Kelly. Sam um, Kelly, whose name, I did not know his name, but he's in Porridge. Um, something or the other. Uh, yeah, he was in Porridge. He was in Hello, Hello. Oh, he's in Alolo, yeah, one of the... He was, is, is he the guy that says club? Um, I don't know. Um, he's a classic... He, he is, I mean, he's a staple TV actor yeah. from the 80s and 90s in the UK. He is in an awful lot of detective programmes as well. He's, yeah. in, he's in A Midsummer. He's in a programme called Last Detective, which I don't know. I can remember him in A Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, but Anyway, uh, he, is, he is a real drunken chain-smoking scumbag and he's saying that if if uh a he says that if the fact that the guy is now dead means that the royalties will probably it'll send it'll, it'll, it'll sell, sell more copies it'll sell 10 percent more um, yeah. ballpark figure i guess also um, he reveals to morse that in the event of the the, the policeman's death he will get the royalties um, yeah. and then has the caveat of saying but if i died first it would have been the other way. Yeah, he would, like the policeman would have got his royalties. So, you know, are we meant to make something of that? Possibly, possibly Maybe not. not. Later on, Morse finds the writer in the house. Yeah, uh, breaking into the policeman's. Uh, doesn't, well, break doesn't break in. The house, the housekeeper lets him in because um, he obviously still needs to go through all the notes and stuff, yeah. which is still there. Which is fair enough. Yeah. He is he is pretty much half smashed on the on Hillier's booze which is still lying about yeah and every couple of seconds he's topping up his brandy and swigging it down yeah while smoking in someone else's house but and here is where we find out a major plot that. point go for it major plot point basically there's a the chapter of the book that is missing is a chapter that the writer didn't want to have in the book anyway yeah. Which is about, but but the uh, the major, the major. Oh no, it's assistant commissioner. So the assistant yeah. commissioner really wanted this chapter in and said that he wouldn't do the book if it wasn't in. And it concerns the murder of an eight-year-old girl uh, that was an unsolved crime. We've glossed over something. We have glossed over. Uh, what's his name? Redpath. Redpath. No, I'm getting to him. I'm doing oh, okay. it by character. Oh, okay, cool. Kind of as we saw them, so so it will all it's just easier Meshed than together. trying yeah, to write. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so it concerns this thing, this unsolved crime. Morse remembers the crime yep. being unsolved. Um, when did it happen? Eighteen years ago? Did this? It was like seventeen or eighteen years previously to this. So yep. Morse was like a younger officer, 
Dawson and Hillier were both working together in Oxford, and it turns out that him and that Hillier and Dawson were very much working that case together, yeah, and weren't really letting anyone else have a look in. Uh, so that's kind of his thing, isn't it? That's kind of where we are with him. And then you've got basically at the very beginning of the episode, before even the party happens, you're at the you're at the assistant commissioner's house. And the housekeeper's in there lazing around, watching TV and having lunch by the sounds of it when she's yeah. interviewed later. Yeah. Like all good, all good cleaners. <laughs> and um, I think she was making scones. She was making scones. Whether they were for the assistant commissioner or for herself, yeah. that is unclear at no. this stage, Your Honour. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Morse will get to the bottom of that as well. He will. <laughs> I'd like to see Morse eat a scone <laughs> at the end when he solved it. Him and Lewis going, the delicious scones and having a laugh. Only if it was soaked in whiskey. <laughs> Washed down with a nice pint of cloudy real ale. Yeah. So there's a man mooching around the house, very start of the episode. Yeah. Uh, sort of rings a bell. The old lady cleaner is too busy making scones and watching TV yeah. and doing other activities. Um, so she doesn't answer the door and he goes away and then basically he is seen on the morning they discover the body he's seen tearing away in his old Renault 4 yep and that's uh, that's immediately uh, draws suspicion from some unnamed lowly officer unnamed policeman one of whom I mistakenly thought was Spud from Jane Spotting uh, but it was not him no <laughs> it was not him no because he is Scottish. Yep. And, and also <laughs> would be... <laughs> uh, well, right about the same right age. Probably about... Yeah, because this James Boy was 94. Oh, my God. Uh, was 94, 95. 94, 95. <sighs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, then. A long time ago, Tabby. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so this guy tears away. He eventually gets arrested, and his name is Redpath. Mm. Um, he is the guy I go to in California... If I need to get rid of stolen diamonds. Right. <laughs> oh, no, that's Redfoot. Um, <laughs> so Redfoot uh, is uh, arrested. Frederick. Frederick Redpath. Frederick Redpath is arrested. He denies being at the house at any point. Says he doesn't know who the guy is. Yeah. And then is exposed immediately by Morse because they found something in his wallet. With a, It was a, a, a the newspaper clipping of Policeman Wright's book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, which come, which you knew when you saw it at the start would come in handy. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely moment. Uh, <laughs> just when writing comes just, full circle uh, like just, that, just weaving the threads perfectly. And you want, oh, will that newspaper article come into it later on? Will it? Will, will it, it? Will it? Chekhov's newspaper article. <laughs> <laughs> if a newspaper article is used in the first act, it'll kill someone in the third. <laughs> Fuck. You think the newspaper... Oh, we got onto predictions. <laughs> Paper cuts can be pretty nasty. <laughs> Especially across the old bell end. You want to keep that in? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so you hear. Um, so I'm told. Yeah. Right, get on with it. Turns out Redpath was there. Uh, footprint analysis shows that he was there on the morning of the murder. Yep. He eventually admits this, that he went round to see him, but he wasn't let in. Yep. Um, Redpath, it turns out, 
before we before we see this though, his daughter turns up at the oh, yeah. um, at the police station. All um, angry and all angry, like what do you you know? Let him go. All of that kind of. Her name is Barbara. Nonsense. Yeah. Barbara Redbath. It never suited her. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, but anyway, it turns out Redpath was the chief suspect in these eighteen year in the eighteen, in the 18 year, old year old murder. murder. The, um, the the murdered girl used to hang around with Barbara, his daughter. Um, his knife was the murder weapon. Was it the murder weapon, or was it? It was found in the cottage where she was found, or I don't know. Uh, I I presumed by implied that it, by implied yeah. that it was a murder weapon. Yeah. yeah, but somehow he got away with it. He was in Nick, I think, for a week. Uh, yeah, getting like grilled over it and stuff. Yep. Um, they bring back the policeman um, from London who... Dawson. Dawson. Um, he walks into the cell, goes absolutely apeshit at Lewis Yeah. because he realises that this the person that they've got in custody is the same person who yeah. he wanted to finger for the murder. Yeah, for the murder. <laughs> Nice, nice pregnant pause there for you. No, I was waiting for you to finish. I think yeah. you paused I did. to allow me to say something. Yeah. But I wasn't going to take it. No, you weren't taking the bait. I wasn't taking the no. finger on this occasion. No. But I did on that occasion. It was the first time for everything. <laughs> so yeah, so Red Pass was the prime suspect. They then go back to the house, they're examining the house, they do a bit of chatting with the housekeeper, find out that she was making scones and basically lazing around all of the day. Yep. And then we cut back to the prison. Um, there is a, uh, another unnamed policeman um, in his uh, finest bit of acting moment, delivering a tray of food. He opens the, uh, opens the prison door. What does he see? Well, what, what you see before that is you see Redpath looking out the window at something and then I think he's just working out Testing the strength of the bars. Testing the strength for the bars. And then you see him take off his pyjama top or his shirt, whatever it is. Yeah. Tie it to the bars. And then you see the guy bring the food. Yeah. Chucks it on the floor. Opens the cell door, yeah. <laughs> throws the food on the floor. Doesn't get a line. No. Which I, I was expecting him to have a line then, which would have been maybe his big... Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got a line in Morse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Or just Christ, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christ would be good. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a bit late after something the fact. Like that. Yeah. Would, 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 you, would you shout out? I'm not sure. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'd say fuck. Yeah. And then, what, and then what I would do is I would say fuck and then I would run into the cell and try and lift the person who's tried to hang themselves yeah. off the floor. Make sure that, you know, check that they were still breathing. There maybe try and, Maybe try and do some sort of CPR and, yeah. um, you know, while calling for a, uh, calling for assistance what, from the cell, someone's bound to be here. Yeah, he's got, bound I, to I'm assuming he's got a radio. Uh, I don't know if Most policemen, no, even in a station. In, no, probably not in the station, I wouldn't have thought. I would. I'd always have my radio with me. Not in 1991. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. <laughs> well, anyway, he that's legs not what it, happens. He, he legs, legs it down the <laughs> corridor. Like he's, I don't know, he just legs it down the hall. It's not the response. No, it's not. It's of not. a professional but, policeman. Yeah. He should be in there lifting him up, trying to save his life. Yeah, I hope that policeman was reprimanded. I do too. Maybe we're going to see that in the second half. Yeah. Maybe this episode will not be about the murder anymore and be about the court-martial of this policeman. 
And that is pretty much where we stopped. Well, we did. We decided it was a good place to stop. And then we cut and we had Mr. Redpath being examined on a, on a bed. And we do not know at this point whether he is actually dead or is just like severely injured. Yeah. It's Schrodinger's Redpath. <laughs> Schrodinger's Redpath. Is yeah. that what you just said? Yep, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> Any other fancy screenwriting um, metaphors you want to get in? Not just yet. Oh. Not just yet. There'll be more though. <laughs> yeah, there will be. Don't worry, listener. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I mean that is where I don't. I think that's. I think that's the best we've ever. That's pretty concise. Described what happened in an episode. I'm just going to have a quick look through my notes. Okay, I've got a few. I've got a few stray observations that I can the daughter get is foul mouthed. Um, yeah. Um, so this episode was written by someone called Daniel Boyle. Now, Danny Boyle, um, acclaimed film director, um, directed a few episodes of Inspector Morse early in his career. Um, But this Daniel Boyle, um, who wrote this episode, uh, was also credited with writing the London 2012 Olympic opening ceremony, which Danny Boyle directed. directed. So is it just a massive coincidence that these two people have worked together and share an incredibly similar name or are they both credited differently on IMDb for actually doing the same thing and Daniel Boyle is Danny Boyle's writing, writing credit writing pseudonym yeah yeah so that's a mystery that maybe we'll solve but I can't think of any way of finding out um probably Wikipedia oh yeah <laughs> no that's a good idea we'll yeah. just google yeah we'll, we'll do that um, yeah no that's yeah I um, think of that my other stray observation before we get on to um, uh, predictions is um, why in a retiring senior policeman's very beautiful sort of like um, Oxfordshire um, uh, cottage, which, um, you know, he's you know, a hard, hard-nosed policeman. It's a nice house. It's a very nice house. Um, obviously, he has no children, has no family. Um, uh, why in the background of his kitchen does he have a soda stream? <laughs> I think a lot of people had them back in the day. They were Only a popular you, item. What do you think he? He wanted to get. He wanted to get fizzy. Is that? Well, maybe. Maybe he probably drank a lot of whiskey, and some people like a drop of soda water in their whiskey. Uh, Why not be able to make your own? Okay. Yeah. No. I was. I was picturing him with sort of like the cherry pop, sort of like concentrate. Possibly. Well, maybe he likes that as well. There's no <laughs> age limit on enjoying pop. Okay. Either the music or the beverage. Okay. I have one last observation. Redpath, now called Frederick Redpath, used to be at the time... He's had his name changed since this crime of the murdered eight-year-old girl, and he used to be called Frederick Briars. And can I just say that is Briars. Yep. B-R-I-E-R-S. Briars. Right. After a mix-up in the last episode. Oh, okay. (laughs) Or the one before that. Some, some, sometime. Felony homicide. Predictions. Okay. Currently two 0 to you. Yep. After four episodes, so. Do you want me? To, do you want to go first? You go first. I okay. think I went first last time. Okay. So, my prediction is, I believe that the person who broke in to the house and therefore caused the murder, um, it was pointed out by the um, 
uh, mortician person that the um, that the victim. It was a lucky murder. They didn't really mean to kill him. He just had like a weak spot in his head. Yeah, um, he didn't try and murder him. I mean, yeah. I think that's a fair that's point. A bit, he was there to steal something, not murder. Yeah. Um, so, I think the person who broke in was Barbara Redpath. Um, I believe that she did it because. The missing chapter is obviously sort of about the case where she was effectively like a prime witness. I think that she was involved with the death of this girl. Her father was did his best to sort of like cover it up, and therefore that's why he took his life, so that it would seem that he was the um, guilty party, so that the heat wouldn't fall on her. Yeah, and I I believe that to be the case. So to clarify, do you, who do you think murdered the little girl? Mm. Any ideas? Um, I suspect that it might have been an accident. That Because, as you say, the knife wasn't... Uh, the, his knife was found there, but it wasn't made explicitly wasn't clear. Wasn't implicitly said that that was a murder weapon? Yeah, so I think that the girl was implicated in the death, uh, or would be implicated in the death for some reason. I like it. What have you got? I like it. See, my problem is... When I watch these things, I always forget to think about who. I always forget to think about the predictions part because I'm busy writing down all the plot stuff, <laughs> which I think is why you're in the lead on the predictions. Don't make excuses. Well, it's not an excuse. That's just my reason for that. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I like what you've said there. I definitely think the daughter. You know, as Morse points out, why has the daughter not requested a, a, a um, solicitor for her dad? Yeah, and more, and more to the point, why has the why has why has the dad not selected uh, requested a solicitor? Yeah, they're acting strangely, but then Dawson is acting strangely also. Yeah, um, Redpath has just tried to kill himself. I mean, the writer is a red herring. The writer is definitely nothing to do with it. Yeah, um, and Eccleston's done fuck all so far. Um, that might change, but also. You know, who knows? Okay, okay. So I've I've had time now to mull this over. I think I think there is an involvement with the writer, only in the sense that I think he's been approached by someone about this book and about the chapter, and I think he's like possibly been paid off to try and get that chapter not in because he was trying not to have the chapter in the book. And right. I wonder whether some... Because he's pretty down on his luck. Looks like he could use a few quid. So I wonder whether he is in some way... I wonder whether Dawson has tried to pay the writer off to not have this chapter in the book. Possibly. Because um, um, this is the only... They make a point of mentioning that this is the only case... This is like... Of all the cases that he's sort of like... That this mm. guy has sort of like successfully solved, this is the only one that he hasn't. This is his yeah, sort of exactly. like... This, this is his, his, his bet noir. Um, and also Dawson looks bad in that as well because... You know, a case like that, if you don't solve it, no one ever forgets it. Yeah. And it's a blot on your... A, it's a, 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 it's a personal... You hear policemen, don't they? They've all got that one case that they never kind of solve. Certainly in these programmes. <laughs> so I think... You know what I think? Go on. I think Redpath feels guilty about the whole thing and thinks it's just another whole nightmare he's having to go through. And so he's hung himself through that. I think Dawson... Possibly was in, in league with the writer, but I think Dawson got the fence mender to go in, Christopher Eccleston, to steal that chapter so that that chapter couldn't be in the book because he didn't want it exposed. 
And I think the fence man, I think Christopher Eccleston accidentally killed the policeman, the assistant commissioner. He didn't mean to. And I think, you know, because they say he's dyslectic, but they are unforgivably <laughs> making him seem like he's a bit of a simpleton. And so I think, I think Dawson's using that. But if you wanted to like steal some specific sort of things that are written down, that you would have to sort of like tell in torchlight exactly what it was, the last person you would want to send in would be a dyslexic because they'd immediately grab the wrong thing. That's a good point. That's a fair point well made. But I've said it now and we're running out of time so I can't go back. To be honest, I would have said something along the lines of what you said, but in the interests of making it interesting, sort yep. of, then it's better that we have something different. But I definitely think Dawson is a lot, is involved. Okay. I don't think it's as simple as you're making it out. Only, uh, only time and Morse will tell. Exactly. Well, we'll see you after these sponsors messages (laughs) and find out who is right what happened what we think of Morse and general other stuff welcome back to part two welcome back to part two we've just watched the end of that episode of Morse okay so it was great it was great as as ever Morse displays both the uh, program and the character display absolute top-notch detective programming. Let's go through what happened, if we can. It's it's quite complicated, actually. It is complicated. It is complicated, but it all ties together. It does. And it just, does. Uh, it's 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 hard to know where to start. Right. So where we where did we leave off? We left off. We left it after the guy Redpath had tried to hang himself. Right. He was not dead. He was not dead. We uh, we discovered that. Um, but he was sort of um, out of action for a few days, which meant that he couldn't be questioned. Um, which meant any that Morse had to step up. Well, he had to follow other. He had to follow other leads. He was still. I feel like he was the one that was pretty sure Redpath was the man. Yeah, at that stage at that, in the at episode, that stage, yeah, he was definitely going down the wrong track. And bizarrely, it was the person who, one of the people who turned out to be guilty almost pushed him down the path of finding out the truth yeah. even though it ended up being bad for that person yeah so it's interesting that morse got there in the end but but was definitely at that point was incorrect yeah um so yeah, while you work out where to start uh, i'm just going to say that uh, i can confirm that danny boyle is a different person to daniel boyle um, okay. Uh, I checked. So there is a writer called Daniel Boyle. Yeah, and they both worked on Morse and both worked on the, um, the 2012 London Olympics. Fantastic. Yeah. So, that's um, good. Good fact. That's that's some good detective work from me. Yeah, uh, it's, it's well worked out. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how you could have possibly found that out. I know. I know. Um, just extensive research. <laughs> so I've got almost no notes on this half because okay. I was just watching it. But I mean, fundamentally, it all seemed to. It all seemed to revolve around a diary entry that Dawson had. I'll put my pen down to clicking it. A diary entry that Dawson had, which was allegedly from the killer. Um, it's important to note that the diary entry was 
sent five uh, made made aware to the police five years after the initial killing took yeah. place. The little girl's murder, we should say, not the murder of the assistant commissioner. Yeah. So we kind of got two separate crimes running here. Yeah. And one sort of bleeds into the other. Yeah. So we've got the eighteen-year-old cold clay case, and we've got the one that they initially were to investigate. Indeed. So this, but it all kind of ends up being really about that initial murder. Yep. Basically, that's kind of the case that Morse and Lewis end up trying to solve. Yep. And it all revolves around this confession, which is a page from a diary, and it's typed in loads of different... Uh, it's been typed by um, five different typewriters. Yeah. Um, and in the letter, so like there's, there are so two key things to note from the letter. One is um, the killer, or supposed killer, makes reference to... The girl's nice, clean dress. Yeah. Um, and the second um, point to note is the killer says he wants to confess, or he or she wants to confess, for I shall be, for I shall be no more. So it's kind um, of like it, a confession, but I'm um, I'm going to die soon. Implicating, so. implicating that they're going to kill that this person is going to kill themselves. So kind of like, please stop investigating the crime. Yes. Um, this fed into my. Um, belief that it was the uh, daughter of uh, Redpath because as uh, as we mentioned they changed after five after five years um, Briars changed their name to Redpath yeah so I took that to mean that she as in Barbara Barbara Briars would no longer be Barbara yeah, Briars yeah, yeah. and therefore be Barbara Redpath I thought that was quite a nice uh, nice little touch that they put in there. Or I've just read that totally wrong. No, 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 that was nice, that is nice. But it's all part of the writing it like it and it I mean, we'd only watched forty five minutes of this when we stopped to do the predictions and stuff, and so much happens in the second half. I mean, yeah. it's hard to cover all the different ins and outs of the plot. But basically what happens is with the help of this confession, Lewis manages to piece together what he believes is like a plausible way that this crime occurred and a plausible um, outcome for it. Yeah. He basically kind of solves the crime in a couple of days and he says this to Morse. And Morse is not happy. Not happy at all. Morse, Morse um, insists that uh, Lewis takes some leave that he uh, has coming up and um, Lewis then kicks off at Morse, which... Bad idea. Um, bad idea. Bad idea, Lewis. Um, who um, and, and Lewis says that it's um, gross negligence and that he'll be um, yeah. getting in contact with the commissioner. Yeah. He basically Lewis wants to follow up a lead and chase. So so Lewis works out basically that the father of Terence Mitchell, who is Christopher Eccleston, must have been the murderer because they were seen looking around for the knife or something when the knife was lost. Yeah. And. It was just a lead that was seemingly never followed up. So Lewis wants to put a manhunt out. He thinks he can find the guy if they if they pursue him. Moore says no. And Lewis says, well, that's negligence if you don't do that. Yeah. Morse is like, you know, you've worked this out in two days. And Lewis perceives it to be jealousy from Morse that Lewis has worked yeah. it out so quickly. But it Which is not... Lewis should know fucking better by now. I mean, how many episodes are we? We're like 16, 16 episodes. episodes. Like, he should fucking know better, surely. Mm. Come on, Lewis, up your game. But Lewis does kind of work it. I mean, they, they do work as a team and kind of work it out. Yeah. 
um, I think I, I think there's probably some uh, mutual sort of uh, sparring against each other. Um, so Morse goes to visit the grandmother. That's right. Of the murdered girl. Yeah. Because um, the mother, so to clear up, the mother of the murdered girl died um, um, when the murdered girl was five. Yeah. And the father had never been, apparently, had never been around. Yeah. So this murdered girl was an orphan, basically, who lived with her grandmother. Yeah. As far as we knew. As far as we knew. So Morse goes to visit um, the grandmother in a home. Um, Christopher Eccleston, um, Mitchell, Mitchell Jr., um, his mum is there visiting. Oh, yeah. Um, she then sort of gets all flustered, makes some excuse, and sort of leaves um, very quickly. Morse spots a uh, photograph on the, um, on the old lady's mantelpiece. Um, depicting the mother and the murdered girl, um, he asks the old woman if he can. Um, sorry, the old, lady, the old, the hag, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dear sweet old lady, um, if he can borrow it, and um, she makes a point of saying that the um, policeman, the police before when they were investigating, didn't want to have a look at it, and more sort of makes some sort of. Uh, knowing slightly smug kind of um, uh, declaration that uh, some policemen have different yeah. methods um, but fair play some more so you've got every right to be as smug as you like um, basically but it's from that that they kind of start piecing it together that they start and I think it's after that 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 Lewis has his little outburst and yeah. they work it out I mean basically what it is is in the photograph the little girl and the mother are sitting on a, a man's jacket yeah and and the story was that the little girl's father had never been around. Yeah. Turns out the little girl's father had been around. The grandmother confirms this. And also that's another thing that was obviously not investigated in the initial investigation was who the little girl's father was. So uh, Morse takes the um, photograph to a um, forensic photography expert. A miracle worker. A miracle worker. It's, it's a classic TV ability to zoom into a photograph yeah. and make something like a million times clearer than it already is which yeah. does not work not really not now certainly not in 1991 <laughs> like if you had the negative maybe you could do that yeah but not if you had the photograph he also goes to the uh, you know he goes to the effort of saying this person clearly wasn't a professional meaning that the photo was probably slightly out of focus anyway it is yeah you see it <laughs> There's absolutely no way when you see that blown up, it's ridiculous. Anyway. So he manages to zoom in and finds that there is a, uh, he can see a tailor's label um, on the um, on the inside of the jacket. And this leads them to find out that it is a uh, tailor's based in Oxford. Yeah. They go to track down this tailor's um, and Morse is horrified to discover that it has now turned into a uh, 1991 trendy wine bar which any the more worst su- thing that could ever happen yeah for any more more sufficionado um that is the last thing that morse, morse would head want. um <laughs> a morse head yeah a morse file um uh, <laughs> a morsel uh. <laughs> a morsel i like that <laughs> however it's worth pointing out that it is the the chief superintendent Dawson, chief inspector Dawson, who works out the name on the tailors. Yes. On the jacket. Uh, I mean, we can beat around the bush more and more if we want, but the long and yeah. short of it is Morse has already at this point worked out. There's also a badge 
um, uh, yeah. on the jacket in the photograph, and Morse goes to see the old lady again, and and, and she's got the badge. Yeah, and it it matches one that Morse has got from yeah. the conference they did in Blackpool, which is where the photo was taken. It says yeah, and it says delegate on it. Yeah, delegate. So basically, it's a police. Morse works out that they were both at the police conference in Blackpool. Yeah, and. I don't know. I mean, we're kind of there, really. Yeah. Um, there was a great scene where um, uh, Lewis turns up at Morse's house and Morse says with some urgency that there's something he needs to do. Turns out that uh, Lewis has to help him do the washing up. Yeah. Which is, uh, again, a nice Morse touch. Yeah, um, I like it. And also, yeah. um, Lewis says, oh, have you had a few people around for dinner? And Morse says, no, it's a cumulative. Yeah. It's a cumulative, Lewis. Yeah. Mind on the job, not on the washing up. Exactly, well that's a messy kitchen. <laughs> Any detective with a tidy kitchen, just not worth. Yeah. They're not solving shit. No. So, essentially, the, the long and the short of it is that they work out, basically, that it must have been this John Mitchell, the the fence builder, Christopher Christopher's dad, yep. must have done it. So... Morse basically goes and tells this to Dawson, and they say, well, you've got to go around and arrest... And ask the mother where the father is, basically, where this John Mitchell is, because he's yeah. he's a guilty man. So they go round, Morse makes Dawson take the lead, and they go round, they kick the door in, Yeah. and the woman, like, admits it, admits it, that it was her husband that killed the eight-year-old girl. Yeah. And where does it go from there? They basically um, they don't arrest they, anyone, obviously. Um, they kind they, of just leave then. Um, well, Dawson kicks off and like starts shouting, and um, uh, Lewis says this is sort of, again like, gross misconduct. Yeah, and, yeah, and all of that. Um, we then cut to no, no, no. There's, a, there's an interesting moment there because Morse says, after all the heat has died down, Morse says to Dawson, "You didn't ask where he is. You didn't ask her uh, where uh, he is." Yeah, yeah, nice. Which is like a nice. crucial point. <laughs> Right, so we then cut to the hospital where uh, Redpath has uh, miraculously recovered. I think you'll find that's pronounced hostipal. <laughs> Redpath has discovered, recovered. Recovered. Sorry. Stop trying, <laughs> deliberately <laughs> trying to throw me. This is the most co- coherent I've ever been on one I of feel, I just feel it's been very dry so far. That's really, yeah. <laughs> trying to inject some, that's some brevity. <laughs> use my idiot podcast persona. <laughs> Not dissimilar to your idiot real life persona. <laughs> Not a million miles away, no. Anyway, carry on. Um, so yeah, we cut to the hospital. Redpath has uh, recovered. Um, Morse um, oh, yeah, goes into it goes into goes in to tell him that. Um, um, we know you're not guilty. Um, we know that um, John Mitchell, John the Mitchell, dad. the dad, um, uh, committed the murder. Um, Redpath finds this uh, hilariously funny. Just starts, but yeah, um, just and, like, you and idiot. Makes, you idiots, you never get it right. Yeah. Um, and points out that... Um, There's basically some evidence uh, that, that Mitchell, that Mitchell could not have done it. He was uh, because, ill at the same because time. Because he was ill at the same time as, as the, the, the daughter and um, the, uh, other people previously mentioned. Um, and then... Morse then bumps into his daughter outside, um, Redpath's daughter outside. Um, she starts slagging him off he says oh, don't you know don't think your dad did it it's fine um and then that's that kind of scene over with is that then is that yeah yeah that's 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 because i know they have i know him and the daughter him and barbara redpath have a conversation outside i wasn't sure if it was then or not or whether that was earlier on i think we missed that out of them that was we missed it out yeah yeah it's it kind it's of immaterial but i don't yeah, know yeah. if they do they have a chat after that point 
um, not after no no then that's that's it exit, yeah. exit and I, but I think it's at that point that Morse has that Morse has sussed Morse has twigged it out uh, twi- twigged it out <laughs> that's not that's not a thing no it works for me I like it <laughs> so Morse has twigged it out yeah and um, as all good detectives would um, and Basically, then I think we we cut to the um, we cut to the finale. I think that's well. He no, then Morse Morse has worked it out. Then so to cut along, you, you know yeah. what what has basically happened is it is uh, it is the the fence mending Christopher Eccleston. Oh yeah, who it turns it, out has had a, a breakdown as a child and spent some time in a mental institution, yeah. which kind of explains um, his his stuff from earlier that we were making a point about. Yeah, his his dad sort of um, had like a relatively successful job, but then after the murder, quit that job and um, started doing night shifts. Trans- they make a big play that he was really violent, the dad, but I don't think he was, was he? Uh, I think I he, think that was... I, th- I think that I think, was made up by Dawson to... No, I think it, it was sort of... Um, so basically Morse confronts um, Christopher Eccleston, um, Mitchell Jr., um, and uh, in a really nice sequence where um, uh, Christopher Eccleston's in like a, um, a, a aviary, which kind of sort of suggests like a prison. Sort of, um, he's he's oh, yeah. he's effectively kind of like behind bars. Um, I would not want to be that near all those birds. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, horrible. <laughs> Flapping around in that, I don't yeah. like it. No, absolutely not. Do you but... hear about the Southampton bird aviary? No. <laughs> this is like a thing. It used to be near the Cenotaph in the centre of Southampton and it was quite a big bird aviary, like the size of a small house. Right. Had loads of birds in it. And then, basically, it was there one day and then we all went to go to school at the bus stop that was by the bird aviary the next day and it was just gone. What? And it was never mentioned. Like, it was never in the newspaper that the bird aviary's being removed. Nothing ever <laughs> happened. The bird aviary just disappeared and no one knows what happened to the birds. And there was That's, literally no trace of it the next day. Um, That's the case for Morse. I mean, that was that was obviously some big local news. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure why you wondered why I would have ever heard of it. Well, you know, I just wondered I might have mentioned it to you. <laughs> no, but um, but something to look into for uh, next week. Big news at the time. Uh, yeah, you can yeah, it'd be yeah. something interesting for you be, to read about. Be good in the local paper, probably better than um, <laughs> Copper Copper Rice Rice book. Yeah, ex policeman writes book. Yeah. Um, He's uh, Christopher Eccleston basically admits to the murder. Um, he was at school with the girl. All the girls used to tease him, so I think he yeah, was a little bit so, kind he, of teased at school because he was dyslexic. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, been there. It's fine. I never murdered anyone though. So um, that we know of. Fuck you, Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> <laughs> if Christopher Eccleston is listening, then I do not stand by that. Remark. You're a fine, fine actor. He's an actor. Yeah, he's acting the role. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christopher Eccleston did it. The he, dad he basically, it. the dad basically helped to cover it up. Yeah, and di- and 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 dis- basically he took he took a night shift job so that he could look after Christopher Eccleston yep. during the day. The mum could look after him at night, and it would stop Christopher yep. Eccleston ever admitting what he'd done. Yeah, um, th- that's when the, there were beatings because Christopher Eccleston would sneak out, and whenever his dad found that he'd snuck out, he'd give him a okay. So he kind of, of so that kind of happened. I think yeah. in the, in the I think early, I think initially he was a good man, this John Mitchell, but he was sort of I don't know. I didn't get the impression he was the kind of evil, nasty piece of work that we were led to believe yeah, earlier yeah. in the episode. Anyway, the the question remains. So so Christopher Eccleston admits it. 
Yeah. And then we cut to really the finale this that you're the, talking this about. This is the movie, yeah. And they, it cuts and they go and see Dawson. Yeah, and his wife. And um, his wife. Morse asks uh, Dawson's wife to leave. She refuses. Dawson refuses. So... They have to have the conversation so, together. Yeah, so... Um, and it is... It is brutal. It is brutal. This like, poor woman. This yeah. poor... <laughs> Anne Bell is... Her heart is broken here in yeah. every possible way. Yeah, so it transpires earlier in the episode that... Um, um, she was never able to have children and it blames that on herself um, which is why they sort of she feels they're kind of locked in a loveless marriage and he's unhappy and he's she's unhappy. pretty unhappy as well so turns out oh, it's awful Dawson is the father of the murdered girl yeah which I pretty much we both I think we both nailed that as soon yeah, as yeah. that photograph yeah. was sort of revealed didn't we we yeah. realised that that's what was going on here yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, Dawson's the father good. of the murdered girl. Yep. The and also he's like, I and he's like, and basically, yeah. Sorry to jump in, but it turns out that he killed John Mitchell because he thought John Mitchell. Well, John, well, John Mitchell owned up to being the killer to uh, to cover uh, uh, up for his son. Yeah. So um, he uh, Dawson beat him to death until he stopped breathing. Yeah. Um, I just it, beat him and beat him until he stopped breathing. Yep. That's how I mean, you do it. <laughs> and, the, and the moment for me, the worst moment of the whole episode is when Dawson says about the loss of like, because the woman died and then three years later the, 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 the daughter, daughter died. died. I lost the only two people I ever loved <laughs> like, or cared about. And his wife cut like, to his wife who's just like, oh. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Good luck, Ambel. Yeah. Now, because now Dawson's out of the way. She's an attractive woman. Yeah, I, I reckon Plenty Morse of money, good police pension. Morse, I think. Yeah, she's got a really nice house. Yeah. Um, Morse would be too principled, I think, to go down that route. Do you reckon? I think so. I think that's why he's single. I, d- I, don't I think know. that's why he's still single, because I think he's got... An, he's an honourable man, and I think he would see that as being not the right thing to do, I think. Okay. I think so. I think he's not. He's not like Frost is a sleazy. Oh yeah, Frost. You know, he's but, he's after anything. But I think the reason well, Morse every, is because the reason Morse is single is because he has got those moles and that mole compass that Toya Wilcox. I think he's. I think he's just. A, <laughs> Apologies to Toya. I think he's I'm just. Sure a, you do. He's, he's kind of a miserable, curmudgeonly bastard who doesn't really like other people's company. I think he does for more though. Than, <laughs> for more than a little while. Maybe um, that's true. But I mean, he. He he always like gets involved in the episodes I've seen. He starts having these things with women, these these relationships, but something always isn't quite right. But, uh, and I think that is why he's single, not because he can't. He can obviously get a woman. I would just like to add though, because um, you brought up Frost. I'd just like to say that everything that Frost is is a poor man's morse. Every single it's aspect. Not even that. It's it, not even that. That is giving. That is giving Frost too much credit. Like, it really is. Because this... And we've pretty much finished the episode now. Yeah, so... So, we, we'll, before we... Just, I mean, we've just got the one, anything else just, to say? Just got the one last scene where um, uh, Morse goes to the grandmother and says, well, we've found we found the, the killer of your um, uh, Grand, granddaughter, granddaughter and it sort of fills him in about Dawson sort of killing Mitchell and everything. Um, this is kind of set on like a nice like tight shot with um, uh, Morse winning against <laughs> winning a game of chess against this old woman um, about against the grandmother. 
Um, then you kind of pull away slightly and Lewis is sitting there. So basically Lewis has been sitting in silence for the duration of a fucking game of chess, which a game of chess takes a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's he been doing? He's just been sitting there while, while Morse plays some chess. It's like, surely he could be doing some more important things. I'm going to play chess with an old lady, Lewis. Yeah. Make sure you come along and sit silently in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not like he has anything to say either. No, no. Um, it, and it basically kind of exists for like... Because um, Morse wins the game of chess. Um, so when they get in the car, sort of Lewis can say, sort of, well, you could have let the old woman win. And um, uh, Morse says, there's... That's the, worst. That's the worst form of cheating or something. The worst form of deception. Yeah, the, the worst, worst form, form of deception. There's a couple of nice... I mean, that is one thing you could say about Morse is it is a little bit morally heavy-handed towards the end because there's also the moment where when she finds out, uh, the uh, the grandmother finds out all the information. Yeah. And she says, so had John Mitchell killed your granddaughter, would Dawson have been right in beating him to death? And she said, if you'd asked me at the time, I would have said yes. But if you ask me now... I wouldn't be sure. And I think that's an interesting well, well, this was, this note was some, on like, crime this, and punishment. Yeah, this was some foreshadowing because um, the delegation that both Morse and Dawson oh, were at, the, without the um, death penalty. It, it was a debate about sort of like the death penalty, and, and Morse was debating against the death penalty, and Dawson was, Dawson pro. was pro it. And it turned out that um, Dawson won the debate, so yeah. that so that tied that together quite yeah, nicely. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't pick that up. Didn't yeah. pick on that at all, but yeah. Closing arguments. My final thoughts on Morse are it is by some considerable distance the best thing we've watched so far of this. And probably one of the best things we will watch. I would say so, yeah. 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 Almost definitely. I mean, we watched, as we mentioned earlier, we did watch one before. That was okay. It was the one yeah. set in Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit kind Promised of... Land. It was a bit hammy and a bit... It was a bit too fish out of water. Um, which I don't like. I yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I always, when we choose these episodes, I like to try and pick what I would consider like a, a standard episode yeah, so that we're yeah. watching the man in his element, in yeah, his like, natural environment. The, the kind of honest, the honest portrayal of Yeah. Or whoever. And it's fant- it, it is great. And he... You know, the criticism of Shoestring last week was that he didn't really do anything. Well, Morse does a lot in this. Yeah. But not only did he does a lot, he was... I mean, he almost has a character arc in this episode. Yeah, yeah, Because absolutely. he starts off, you know, very strongly thinking one thing. In the, At the middle point in the episode, he's still convinced that Redpath is a murderer. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's... he's you know, and it's, it's bizarrely only the guy that... It's only Dawson that kind of forces him down this road to look against that. And you you get a great deal of sort of like backstory as well because it's sort of like Morse was originally on the on the case of the murdered girl and yeah. it transpires that sort of um, uh, he was um, he was the one that found the body. Um, um, and I, mean, I think this is kind of a, a lot of, sort of like Morse's character as well is that he's he's become so sort of like jaded for all the things that he's kind of seen and that's yeah. that's why he's sort of the way he is or the, the way he's written at least um, well no I mean he is, yeah, he yeah, is okay. a, you yeah. have to look at him as a proper <laughs> yeah if we an individual person I mean one of the, I mean, my observations that I had immediately afterwards was what I really like about it and A I don't know if we mentioned John Thor is the man who plays Detective Inspector Morse but he's fucking he is he's awesome phenomenal in it. like he's really 
and it wouldn't work if the actor didn't pull it off properly. But the thing I really like is that this whole story is a really unpleasant business for yeah. everyone concerned, right down to the point where he has to like, even though he doesn't like Dawson, the fact that Dawson is guilty of murder, he takes no, he takes no pleasure in that. And like his reticence about the whole thing and his kind of displeasure at the whole situation and his sadness at kind of the state of humanity yeah. really comes across. And that's like, no. that's really not easy to do without it, it, he is hamming it up. Genuinely one of the finest sort of like written characters and a fighting actor. And um, spoiler alert, and we will tackle this. Um, no spoilers, um, no spoilers. Uh, the, we will tackle this episode at some point. Um the last episode of Inspector Morse where Inspector not be doing that. Inspector Morse dies. It's fucking heartbreaking. You will be absolutely in pieces. I reckon we we, should, we, we will not be watching that. <laughs> we can't do another we can't do another Morse. We can't not when we've got Lewis, we've got Endeavor, Oh yeah, yeah. This we've is, got Young Morse. You know, this is this is when we're sort of like world we've got famous the Morse code. <laughs> this is when we're world famous podcast stars. Um, we will never be doing that. Our last episode. In our last episode, we will both die <laughs> at the microphone. <laughs> well, who's gonna who's gonna edit it? I guess, get, just get some just, Johnny oh, come. Oh, okay. Some editor for hire. Okay, fair enough. Well, you can you can set that up. I can organise that. Right. I can organise that now. Um, just, just on my phone. Okay. Um, predictions. Predictions. After this. Felony homicide. Predictions. You were wrong. I was totally wrong. I absolutely admit that. Um, I, however... I did guess who killed the old man. Yeah. I may have had my reasoning slightly wrong, but I I would have got the right man for that killing. And I also predicted that Dawson was heavily involved in it somehow. Yeah. So I am... I'm taking a point. Okay. I you, think that's fair enough, you can right? Have, yeah, you can have that point. I definitely, like... It was Terence Mitchell, Christopher Eppleston, that killed the assistant commissioner. So I am, I am correct. Yeah. Well played. Yes! <laughs> on the board. I'm on the board. Yeah. I'm on the board. It's 2-1. Excellent. Okay. Um, and bear in mind, listeners, that this is Tabby's favourite detective programme. For this, I've really pulled his pants down on this one. Giving me a good spanking. <laughs> <laughs> Off air. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, I, ratings. Ratings. Um... Are we out, we're out of 10, are we? Or was out it? of 10. No, we're using the simple one is worst, 10 is best rating. Uh, Just to give you some backstory, last week we both gave Shoestring a 2. Ooh, so, I think and we Bergerac, I think, got like a 7 point something. I think Jessica Fletcher was like a 6. I think she was... Yeah, because... Yeah. I am going to do a... I'm going to be setting up some stuff soon, maybe a okay. Facebook page. So this will all be on there. But just... I mean... He's he's the best so far. Yeah, he did. Had Fael was the best before this. Yeah, I think the highest rating that's been handed out. He's going to be. Can we can we go to zero as being the absolute top best? Well, no, because that would be the w- absolute worst. Well, no, if ten was the worst and one. No, was no, the no, best. no. One is the worst. Ten is the best. Oh, I'm sure you just said it the other way around. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, well, ten then. Eleven. You're doing 
11. Yeah, I'm turning it up to 11. You only get one... You only get one eleven. That's the only the one. Whole, that's the only one. For the I need. whole series of these, of all of these that we're going to do, you get one eleven. You're not going to top Morse. Well, it depends. <laughs> Creep into his house at night. <laughs> so, anyway, what do you reckon? Well, there's a lot of help from Lewis. I mean, as a, as a, purely on a detective level. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I can't go eleven. Okay. I can't go eleven. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna go eight point five. Okay. Because that's, I think that's that's a solid. I think you've got to leave room. I mean, there's still. You've got yourself some wiggle room. You've there. got Holmes. You've got Marple. You've got Columbo. Yeah. You've got Cracker. You've got the bloke from Pie in the Sky. There's a <laughs> lot of fantastic detectives still to be covered. So I'm yep. going eight point five. Okay. And you've gone eleven. I'm going to be going through and doing a league table for these and putting them on the yet-to-be-built Facebook page. All right. Cool. Um, that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this, this as you say, this this was a bit a little bit dry, but there's not really too much to take the piss out of with Morse. Like, it's it, it's too... It's 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 a solidly written, solidly made, solidly acted, um, brilliant bit of tally. Um, yeah. until, we, until we watched these for the initial one that we did a few months ago that hasn't been aired but until we started watching these i'd actually never watched morse and if anyone out there is like me then a seek help but b do watch morse because it is great yeah yeah it's it's, like, it's phenomenally good it's properly good tv yeah cool and uh yeah i didn't do any bad accents i don't think no, this week no no um i don't think we've offended anyone actually no i think so um, people of Oxford, people of Oxford, you can all just fuck off. Oh, <laughs> got that close to the end. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So near, but yet so far. Um, so yeah, check us out on Twitter at detect underscore inspect. Email um, us at uh, detectiveinspectors at gmail dot com. Indeed, and I think next time yeah. we meet, yes, we might be going down under. Oh, fucking hell. Not if you're going to do accents. I'm going to do accents. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay. Are we, are we just going to leave it at that? Yeah, because we're not definite yet. But okay. I think we should do that one I mentioned, remember? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the like, modern one. Yeah. Be nice to do something a bit more up to date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us, Tabby. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Marcus it's been, it's been fun it's been fun I hope you've all enjoyed it as much as yeah. we have and we have been the detective inspectors yes <laughs> see you next time bye bye tell your friends <laughs>